Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Well, hello everyone and welcome to part two of Soul Purpose. I wonder if you've had that moment where you have taken on more than you can handle. I remember I had this moment, it's a bit embarrassing really, but I, I, a few months ago we were here in the church offices and um, we share the upstairs office space here at the church with the food bank, the local food bank, amazing team of people. And they just received a really big delivery of, of donations. I think it must be harvest time, it was a school delivery. And there was a call that came through the office and said, can anyone help us? Can anyone help serve at this time and lift all the stuff up the stairs for the food bank? And I was in between meetings and I was like, yeah, I can help happily. And I went downstairs and and there was like these piles of carrier bags full. And one of the younger guys in the team got hold of four carrier bags and lifted them up the stairs. And I thought, wow, if they can do four. So I picked up four carrier bags and then I said to the person who delivered them, I said, load me up. I could probably take a couple more, show these young things how it's done. So I lifted up and I had six carrier bags. And I remember the moment, I'm halfway up the stairs when I realise I've probably taken on more than I can handle. And these bags are extremely heavy. But obviously I can't lose face and I'm stuck halfway up the stairs. I have to keep going and I try and make it look as casual as possible as I kind of get up the stairs. I clamber through and I put them down. I wanted to drop them on the floor. But I realised I'd taken on more than I could handle. And I wonder if you have that experience, you've ever taken on more than you could handle. The truth is, we do this spiritually as well. We spiritually take on more than we can handle. We go through life, we have relationships, conversations, interactions, we create behaviours and habits, and we take on more than we can handle. And it affects our soul. Our very soul is weighed down. We take on more than our soul can handle. Do you remember what we talked about last week? We said, or last time we were together, we said we are not a body with a soul. We are a soul with a body. And if we're all together, I'd be getting you to chant it out loud that we are not a body with a soul. We are a soul with a body. Our body is the physical home that the soul lives in. It's who we really are. It's the real you. Discovering the real you is the purpose of this teaching series. But the self is not the soul. The self is different to the soul. Over the last hundred years or so, we have taken the idea of of community and society and corporate faith and family and belonging and we've reduced it down to self. And we've assumed that self could handle the weight and the pressures of the world that we have to navigate through. The truth is we need each other and that's why the soul exists. The soul reminds us we are not made for ourselves. We are made for God and we are made for others. The purpose that God gave us is to give us his breath of life, the soul that lives in us, to live our life for him and for others. It was never meant to be self. The self is a standalone, do-it-yourself unit, while the soul reminds us that we are a God-created unit. The soul exists before God. But so many people live with heavy souls. All around our nation, people are struggling with everyday living. It's not that something is wrong, but something's not right either. There's living in this kind of low-level, sort of almost depression, sort of going, I just don't feel alive, but I'm not sure what I'm doing, and I'm not sure what the day is full of, but something isn't quite right, but nothing's really wrong either. 
And yet we live in this world, in this nation with so much on offer for us, so much possibility, so much provision. We have more than we need and yet we are worried, we are anxious and we are weighed down. We've taken on more than we can handle. But it's not a new phenomenon. In Psalm 42, King David, king of the whole of Israel, uh, the king who had more than anyone else could imagine. He had gold, he had valuables, he was successful. Um, he had much to be thankful for. And he said these words in Psalm 42, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Or in Lamentations 3, the writer there says, I remember my affliction, my wanderings, my bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Two writers talking about their soul being down, being weighed down. Maybe this is your story today. Maybe you've been disappointed. You've been betrayed. Maybe you've missed opportunities. You've said things you've regretted at a later date. Maybe you have a heaviness in your soul because of a past hurt. Or maybe you are struggling with challenges today, present day concerns. You're feeding your family. How am I going to manage? How am I going to cope with the finances I have at this moment in time? Maybe you're looking, how do we survive as a family without anyone falling out or bickering over what they're managing in lockdown situation? Being isolated. Maybe you are by yourself. You think, I just don't want to be by myself for another week. My present concerns are weighing down my soul. Or maybe for you, it's future anxiety. It's worrying about what next? What happens when the lockdown comes to an end? When the furlough finishes, will I still have a job? Will I be made redundant? Will I have a future? Do the skills that I have, are they going to be useful for the new world we're all going to enter into? Or are we going to be anxious and are we worried about what's going to happen? Is our soul heavy because of our future anxiety? The good thing is, we're not alone. Jesus himself in Mark 14, was there in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he said these words, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. Even Jesus had a downcast, weighed down soul. Jesus, I don't know if I can cope with this. God, if you could take this cup away from me, would you do it, he said. And you may have a past hurt. You may have a present concern. You may have a future anxiety. Your soul may be weighed down right now, but you're not alone. I want to ask you today, how is your soul? How are you doing? How are you really doing? We don't often look at our soul. I'm glad we've got these few weeks to have this conversation. How is your soul doing? How is your inner person? Because when your inner person is not healthy, it affects your physical well-being. It affects your mind, your thought life. It affects your heart, your emotions, your relationships. Your soul connects those things together, your mind, heart, body and soul. That's why Jesus said, love your neighbour as you love yourself and love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body and soul. He knew there would be the areas we would struggle with. I briefly mentioned last week that I am on a bit of a personal journey with this myself, that I've had this moment of, of reflection of what is my soul and how is my soul doing. And it started when I was away um, at a, a leaders conference in Chichester with friends of ours and, and I was there listening to a lady called Jill Weber speaking about the soul and, and Jill was going to be coming speaking hopefully at our conference in October and I can't wait for, her, for you to meet her but she started talking about her soul and the soul and how we ref reflect the soul and I thought I know this stuff 
I'm aware of what the soul is. I'm a church leader. I've done this for many years. I understand the language. But then she got us to ask the question, how is your soul? And we took a, a soul assessment. And I realised my soul was not as healthy as it could have been. In fact, it hadn't been right for some months. And there was a nagging inside of me. That I thought, I know that I'm not well in my inner person. And I, and I realised I was, I was in this process that the, the Spanish poet, St John of the Cross, called in about 400 AD. He wrote this poem and he talks about the dark night of the soul. It's a really normal experience. If you're a, if you're a, a Christian who's been around for a long time as a follower of Jesus, there's, it's quite a common experience of going through this dark night of the soul, of wrestling, of questioning, of asking, of this faith that we follow and this Jesus we love, what's it mean for my soul? And the truth is when you have a challenge in life, the first thing you've got to do is understand what it is you're facing. How is your soul doing is always a good question. How are you doing? And so this week I've put together um, a soul assessment survey for you. And uh, we'll, we'll give you some links to that towards the end, uh, but it'll be available on the Church Online platform and, and on our website. But the soul is this beautiful inner person that often is hidden and damaged and separated by the activities we participate in. How is your soul doing? I encourage you to find out, to ask that question, to discover for yourself how you're doing. There'll be some questions there like, um, do you have a nagging sense inside of you that things are not quite right? Or, or do you rush from one thing to the next thing without ever realising how um, those things affect you? Do you ever pause and reflect upon your activities of the day? We often try and make out that everything is fine, but often inside our soul is not well. Our soul is broken. We are feeling lost. We tell everyone we're okay, but truth is we're not. We are disintegrating inside because our mind and our body and our will are fragmenting and they're separating from the soul and it takes energy and we are exhausted by trying to hold our lives together. I know that feeling. The writer James in James 1.8 says the double-minded man is unstable in all that he does. And that word double-minded is a Greek word, dipsychos. And psych means, it means a soul. It means your inner person. And that dipsychos means, it means we are divided, a divided soul, a broken soul, a separate soul, a, a soul that is split in two. When we are a broken soul, we are unstable. Our life is not, for, not working as it should do and we can feel under pressure. The, the wrong behaviour and habits that we form, the sin that we do breaks our soul and it causes us tension and challenges. When people say to you, I'm falling apart, I, I, am, I can't get my act together, I'm falling to pieces, I'm coming apart at the seams, that sort of language, that's the soul crying out, saying I am breaking, I am damaged, please will you help me? The soul wants to be at rest, the soul wants to be at home, the soul wants to be whole. And when it's not at home, when it's not at rest, when it's not whole, it calls out for help. The writer Parker Palmer says these words, the divided life is a wounded life and the soul keeps calling us to heal the wound. It wants us to heal the wound. We talked last time, didn't we, about the alignment of body, mind, heart and soul. If we're not aligned, then we do not have integrity. We start to disintegrate.
Living with our heart, mind, body and soul out of sync requires energy. It's exhausting keeping everything in shape when it's going in different directions. And our soul is trying to pull things back together. But you don't have to live this way. It doesn't have to be this way. We're going to do more next time we meet up. We're going to talk about how you preach to your soul and how you restore your soul. We'll do that next time. But I want to give you a bit of hope today because that writer, uh, David, when he wrote the psalm, Psalm 42, and he said, why my soul are you downcast and why so disturbed within me? The rest of that verse says this, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. Remember God's faithfulness. We can look back so we can look forward again. Or in Lamentations 3, again, that passage I read earlier, it says, I remember my affliction, my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I remember that my soul is downcast within me, yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. We have hope. We have hope. We can look back on our lives and we can say, because of what God has done before, I know he will do it again in the future. I can personally look back on my life and say, God, you've been faithful. You've given me an incredible family. You've given me an incredible sense of belonging and community and feeling loved and you've provided for me and you've given me opportunities. And because of my past and because of what God has done for me, I know there is a great future and I'm trusting God what he's got for me and he can do the same for you. We can look back so we can look forward. Let me just say a few thoughts on what Jesus said as we wrap this up this week. Jesus said these words to his followers, so, so important right now. He said, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy on you or ill-fitting. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. If you are burdened and worried, Jesus says, come to me. Speak to me, cry out to me. He says, cast all your anxiety, all your burdens on me because I care for you. Jesus cares for you. He's interested in you. He cares for your soul. He made your soul. He wants your soul to be well. And it starts by saying, God, would you rescue me? Of speaking and communicating to God. And I'll just, as we bring this to an end today, I want to just speak and say to you right now, wherever you are, I want to encourage you, maybe take a moment to hold your hands out to put your hand on your heart, whatever works for you. Just take a moment to receive from the Spirit of God. God wants to connect with you. We may not be together, but the Spirit of God holds us as one. And I want to speak to you right now that God would minister you. Maybe some of you need to even get on your knees right now. You need to just take a moment, close your eyes, and just to listen to those words again, to cast all your cares on Him because He cares for you to cry out to God from the very depths of your soul. Don't live with a heavy soul. Don't take on more than your soul can handle. Trust in God's power for the future. Lamentations 3 goes on and says these words, just listen to these words. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin fresh every morning. 
every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. It starts again every day. You may be having a bad day today. Tomorrow you can have a fresh start with God. Your soul may be weighed down. You may be taking on more than you can handle, but tomorrow God's mercies are new every morning and you can start afresh. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for us as we bring this to an end. Lord God, I thank you that in a person, the soul wants to be whole. It wants to be connected back to you again. And Lord, I want to speak to my brothers and sisters here listening today that they would know they can reconnect to their Father God. That even though they may feel out of alignment, they may feel exhausted and weighed down, that you are giving them hope for a better tomorrow. That their past tells them a story of what the future might be. That you, God, are the one we can trust for our future. We pray that through every single moment, our eyes would truly be on you, God. Amen. Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.